Coming to you from the Black Swan Media Studios, this is Fireside Chats, talking to the real difference makers in the world. Now, here is your host, John Crump. Good evening, everyone. My name is John Crump. I am the Virginia Director for Gun Owners of America, which makes me very nervous to have my guest on today. From Gun Owners of America, I'm also a writer at MLN.com. We are brought to you by our new sponsor, Tusk. If you don't know what Tusk is, Tusk is a digital cryptocurrency that is made specifically for the gun industry. Not only that, it not only that, it also does transactions a lot faster than the traditional uh, like Bitcoin or Ethereum or any of those. It's just very, very fast and it's real time and they support the gun industry. So let's go ahead and support them. Today, I am joined by someone who actually recruited me to GOA. So I am very, very nervous about this interview. Hopefully it goes well. I hope it does. If not, he'll fire me and that would be bad. But his name is Jordan Stein. What is up, Jordan? Hey, John. How are you? I don't think I had the power to fire you, but uh, I know GOA is very grateful to have you on our side. Yeah, we've been fighting the battle here, and you are fighting the battle as well. This whole interview tonight is going to be about one issue mostly, and that is... Georgia. I see Flying Rich out there. He's in Florida. Maybe he can make the trip up to Georgia. I see Gorilla and Guns out there. Uh, Shooting Gallery, New England. Flying Rich. Uh, Guns and Barbecue. And all you guys can sign up at gunowners.org slash volunteer and do your part to help us win the battle in Georgia. So, Jordan, how is it going down in Georgia? It's going pretty good. I uh, did a little bit of door knocking today. Got a lot of things set up for, for phone calls. Um, and I think we will, uh, we're really going to be kicking things up here in the next few days, next few weeks, and uh, really getting out the word and getting out the vote for Loeffler and Purdue. You know, why, and I, I guess one question is why am I here in Georgia and not, you know, back home and, you know, enjoying this fall weather, maybe doing a little hunting. Um, well, you look at the, the Senate and, and how the elections have turned out, right? Uh, as things look now with the presidential election, obviously there's a lot of uh, drama surrounding that. Uh, but it looks like Biden is going to be our, uh, our president, um, Bradley, um, which means Kamala Harris is the tie-breaking vote in the Senate, right? So, uh, and the way the Senate elections have turned out, there are 50 Republican seats and 48 um, Democrat seats with the two undecided seats here in Georgia. Um, so that means the whole balance of power will be decided by these two runoff elections in Georgia. So I've spent the last week here in Georgia uh, door knocking, getting out the uh, getting out the vote, and uh, doing a lot of campaigning here um, to that end to elect the pro-gun candidates Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue and keep the anti-gunners from controlling the Senate. Yeah, one of the things we have to realize is that the Bloomberg crowd, as I like to call them, are dumping tons of money into Georgia. Uh, I've been monitoring the different organizations on both sides for my job at Amaland and 
it's insane the amount of money that's being poured into Georgia by the anti-gun side. On the, on the ground, how does it look when you go door knocking? Are you going into the Democratic areas? Are you just trying to get out the Republican vote? Are you trying to switch anyone? Well, what GOA is doing, we're taking a very targeted approach. We are targeting not only just the hardcore gun owners who are on our side, making sure they're going to get out the vote, but we're also targeting uh, pro-gun Democrats and pro-gun independents because we realize that the, the campaigns of the Republican Party, they're going to hit their base. They're going to hit the typical Republican conservative voter. But that's why we're hitting these people out on the edges that may not necessarily uh, be targeted by by us uh, or by the traditional efforts. So, you know, I've knocked on some some liberals doors and we've had some interesting conversations and I've knocked on some uh, uh you know, very pro-gun, you know, solid people. So it, it's encouraging when you knock on a on a pro-gunner's door and you get out the word. And and some people it's really hard to read, but uh, we're uh, we're doing the best we can. I guarantee you that. Okay, I wanted to go through some of the candidates here. Uh, the first Republican candidate I'm going to touch on is is Kelly Loeffner. Uh She is running in a very, very hard race against Warnock. We'll get into Warnock in a second here. But I just wanted to highlight some of the things. She has an A-plus rating with GOA and an A rating with, with the NRA. She's endorsed by both GOA and NRA. Here's the thing. When she got elected, I was initially very afraid of her because I'm going to be honest, she's donated to some anti-gun politicians through her ownership of the WNBA team. But she's been very, very pro-gun. She's sponsored, she co-sponsored bills for national reciprocity, removing suppressors for the NFA, and restoring veterans' rights. She hasn't voted again, voted for one gun control law at all. No red flag laws, no nothing. Was that a surprise to you how pro-gun she was when she got in? Or were you, you know, Kelly Loeffler has been a very pleasant surprise in the Senate, you know, because I, I, I was kind of with you when she was appointed, um, you know, to replace an outgoing senator, um, you know, like, well, this gal, she's probably not that conservative, not that pro-gun. Maybe she doesn't get it. But, you know, she's been very outspoken when rogue agents at the ATF did their October surprise on the honey badger. She wrote a letter to the ATF essentially calling them out. Um, and you know, she's been a fighter and I think she's definitely deserving of, of Georgians votes, uh, this fall and this, or this election, um, you know, cause she, she's proved her salt in the Senate in her short time. Yeah. And honestly, she's been more pro-gun than what she needs to be. What I mean by that is she's been more pro-gun than would get her base fired up. So that's kind of cool. Uh, she's running against a guy named Raphael Warnock. Raphael Warnock is definitely anti-gun. In fact, when he was a uh, minister, he used his pulpit to actually preach against guns. He's also said some really crazy things, like you can't serve in the military and serve God at the same time. So he also has an F- rating from GOA, which I didn't know was even possible. But he, he got it. Talk, talk to us a little bit about Warnock, her opponent. Well, Warnock is a pastor who I would not attend church with. Um, you know, I think he is severely out of touch with the normal American. Uh, he's a guy who says he thinks Marxists are good people. 
And, and that's just not someone who we need representing us in the Senate. Marxist is a radical anti-gun, uh, I you know, uh, thought process, a uh, belief system that I think goes against the founding of our country. Um, and, you know, he is a radical. He may not campaign like it. He might campaign as a moderate, but he's truly a radical that uh, wants to transform our country into something our founders never would have thought of. Yeah, he also did some campaigning or did something in the past with Jeremiah Wright. Uh, if you don't know who that is, that's the guy who said, God damn America. And the chicken has come home to roost when he's talking about 9-11. Uh, not surprisingly, Warnock has been endorsed by Every Town for Gun Safety, Giffords, and Brady, which are three of the biggest anti-gun groups ever. And Moms Demand Action has been out actively campaigning and door knocking for him. So that's why we need to get people down there to actually door knock for us and to campaign. Okay, the second race is David Perdue, who is the senior senior Republican from Georgia. And he's vowed not to pass any new gun laws. And he's pushed back against attempts to by Democrats to introduce uh, so-called assault weapons bans and to remove protections for the gun industry. Because one of the things that Democrats wanted to do was allow ammunition companies and gun companies to be sued. And we saw what happened to uh, Bushmaster and everything because of that. So he is the Republican. He got an A from GOA and an A from NRA. He's endorsed by GOA and NRA. And you should really vote for him. Talk to us a little bit about David Perdue. He's, he's another uh, Second Amendment uh, leader in the Senate. You know, we, we can always depend on him to do the right thing. And, you know, when you look at him compared to John Osloff, boy, is there a stark difference. You know, Warnock might be hiding some things in his campaign, but Osloff on the, on the gun issue is not. You look at his website, and it's, you would think you're reading the Moms Demand Action website. It's, uh, you know, red flag laws, AR-15 bans, and eventual con uh, confiscation. You know, he, he is a gun control darling, and, um, you know, definitely not someone we'd need in the Senate, John Osloff. Yeah, he supports mandatory buybacks. I'm not really sure how you can buy something you never owned. I want to go to the yeah. government uh, because I want a, a Abrams tank, and I'm going to tell them I'm buying it back and hand them $300, and hopefully they hand me their tank. You know? <laughs> That's how crazy it is. Uh, of course, he's taken tons of money from anti-gun groups. Uh, one of his leading contributors is Every Time for Gun Safety and also a bunch of other Michael Bloomberg front groups. I call them Michael Bloomberg front groups because if you look at all of his donations, they come from gun groups and when you look to see who the founders are, it's always Michael Bloomberg. So he definitely wants to help Biden pass their anti-gun legislation, which is... Uh, in my opinion, the most anti-gun legislate of leverage legislation any presidential candidate has ever even attempted to talk about. Which is absolutely the, the Democrats. You know, it used to be uh, there there uh, were were elected pro-gun Democrats, um, and I was talking about this on the Military Arms Channel uh, a couple of days ago. 
Um, there are still pro-gun Democrats, you know, out there, you know, going around every day. And that, that's the people who we're knocking doors on. But when it comes to elected officials, a pro-gun Democrat is very few and far between. By and large, the, the Democrat Party has purposely abandoned their the gun owners in their base, and they have pushed a radical gun control agenda. You know, and, and and they're not hiding it. Joe Biden was not hiding his his gun control plan. I wish more gun owners um, could have looked at it uh, and, and read his gun control plan bef before they cast a vote uh, this past election. And maybe we wouldn't be in the situation uh, that we're in now. Um, but, you know, they're they're telling you what they're going to do. And, and these Democrats are not like Republicans. Right. They're not like Republicans who say you talk a good game and then do nothing once they're in the majority. These Democrats, they will follow through with their promises. That's why everything is at stake here in, in these Georgia elections. And that's why GOA is taking this seriously. And that's why we need people to to help us. If you can go to that link on the screen, gunowners.org slash volunteer. Uh, we, uh, we, we will contact you to, to help out. If you can come to Georgia, that would be awesome. We'll, you can door knock uh, with me and, and my team. Um, um, you know, if you can't, you can um, uh, make phone calls. You know, this, this election will be decided by voter turnout and, um, you know, or voter uh, uh, contact, I should say. So the more people we can reach and get to the polls to vote pro-gun, the better chance we have of winning the election. Yeah, I know a guy who spoke at a 2A rally that we both spoke at named Alan Bon Jovi. He was like the head of the Democratic Party of Falkier County, and he's no longer the head of the Democratic Party of Falkier County uh, because he spoke out against uh, Biden and his gun control plan, and now He's no longer associated with the Democratic Party. So if you're a program Democrat and they find out about it, you're basically going to get ostracized from every Democrat. The days of Zell Miller is over, uh, unfortunately. I, I know there are some pro-gun Democrats out there, but the, but the thing is they're either not speaking up or they're not being taken seriously or there's not enough of them and they're not getting involved in politics. And, 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 you know, it, it's such a shame. It's such a shame that the Second Amendment, that the Second Amendment, the right to keep nerves has become such a partisan issue. It's, it's really not. It, it's an issue that is fundamental to the human right, uh, uh, the God given right of self-defense. And the way we do that now is, you know, in modern days is with firearms because they're the most effective tool to defend yourself. And this is really such not should not be such a political partisan issue. But it's sadly that's just where we're at right now. That's we that's where the 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 line is. And if gun owners and and self defenders sit this one out, our right to keep and bear arms will be as we know it will be erased. Yeah, it, definitely. I, I'm going to talk about some of the stuff that could happen because I'm seeing a lot of comments about whatever thoughts about the magazine about magazine taxes and stuff like that. Um, some of the stuff that will be changed, and I believe will be changed because Chuck Schumer, for example, he said that if P President Trump got his pick of Amy Coney Barrett, who's an awesome judge on Second Amendment, that there will be hell to pay. 
and he meant that as a threat. And I'm going to take him at his word. A lot of people are saying, no, they would never do any of the things that they said they would do. It's all a threat, idle threat. And I don't believe that. I believe they actually mean what they said. The first thing that they're going to try to do is get rid of the legislative filibuster. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what the legislative filibuster is? So the filibuster, uh, when it comes to the Senate rules, and I'll give the, the easy-to-understand version, is essentially um, – Letting ha letting debate on an issue and, and forcing a super majority vote rather than uh, a simple majority vote. You know, it's been said that the Senate is the saucer uh, that is supposed to cool the 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 liquid of the House. Right, that the House can pass something over a simple majority, and and it's supposed to cool and mellow in the Senate, so we don't. You know, so we don't pass laws based off emotion or irrational or or just bad laws. Right. So that's why, um, you know, we had this filibuster and, it, and it's been around for ages. Um, but but what Schumer and this has been a tool that GOA has used in the past by working with pro-gun senators, you know, like Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, th those type of guys. So they could filibuster against gun control. We used that in 2013 after the Sandy Hook shooting. You and know, the the ban. Yes, and that was a way that we could use to stop it. But now, you know, uh, uh, Chuck Schumer wants to eliminate the filibuster. So you just need a, a simple majority. Right now, if if we lose this election, a fifty fifty split with Kamala Harris being the anti gun uh, tie breaking vote, they could pass whatever they want. And you know, it, it's it's really a a plan to. Uh, re redo our country in a way we've never seen because not only do they want to, and we're probably getting ahead of ourselves, but you know, eliminate the filibuster, but they want to give statehood to DC and Puerto Rico so pro gunners can never again have a, a majority in the Senate because DC and Puerto Rico are, are very blue liberal areas that would be too guaranteed. Uh, the Senate seats per ju jurisdiction, and then we and then uh, pro gunners can never have a majority again, and then much less pass any pro gun legislation. But we have a very hard time stopping it. One of the things that people don't understand is to get rid of the filibuster. It doesn't have to be done through legislation. It's a simple rule change. Chuck Schumer could go in on the first day and say the filibuster's dead, and that's it. That's a rule change. Also, another thing that we lose track of is if we have a Republican majority in the Senate, that Republican majority um, elects like Mitch McConnell right now, uh, you know, the, the head of the Senate, and they can table stuff to prevent it from coming to the floor as well, which is another tool. And that's a tool that was meant to be used. One of the scary things about them eliminating the filibuster is that they can pack the court. Talk about what packing the court is. So, you know, for most of America's history, not all of it, but most of it, we've had nine Supreme Court justices. And that's kind of been the um, the uh, number of judges we have. But what uh, the anti-gunners want to do is, you know, add more judges to the court to uh, to ha have an anti-gun majority on the court. You know, right now, you know, some people say we have a 6-3 majority on the court. You know, I think I would say we have a 5-4 pro-gun majority on the court. But, you know, their antis are, are talking about adding 
uh, as many as uh, you know five judges to tilt that back in the anti-gun favor so they can pass gun control. And then, of course, groups like GOA will challenge the gun control. And if it does get to the Supreme Court, they'll, they'll uphold the gun control laws that the anti-gunners passed. Um, so, again, they're trying to submit uh, cement this radical changing of America that where you have no right to defend yourself, no tool to effectively defend yourself. And and our founders should seriously be rolling in their graves, um, you know, because of, of the situation our country's in. Yeah, we got a question from gun websites. He wants to know, are we going to be playing uh, defense only in the near future or are there options to push anything? And right now I, I, I have an opinion on that, but let's hear your opinion. Since well, kind of my balls. Best case scenario. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Best case scenario is, is Loeffler and Purdue win. And so we would have the 52 48 breakup in the Senate. And I, and I, as much as I hate to say it, um, but uh, we would be the, the Senate would act as a firewall against essentially anything the House or, or Biden would want to push. And they, they could stop the gun control. Now, that's at the federal level, the state level. I think there there is uh, time to push pro-gun things. You know, several states uh, could pass constitutional carry or strengthen their stand their ground laws or, or get rid of gun-free zones. So we could see victories at the state, certainly. Um, but at the federal level, I think the best case scenario um, would be to be stopping uh, gun control. Not, not, not that we should give up. Right. GOA would always push for, you know, say a vote on concealed carry reciprocity or uh, suppressor deregulation or any of the program things we want to to do. We always push for that, no matter if we're the majority or minority. But um, whether McConnell will take that up or simply just um, stop everything, which would be, you know, the, the least he could do. Um, is the sadly the political reality that we're in though i think the political reality is uh you're exactly right when it comes to the senate that we play defense on the national level because we have to we we have to play the hand uh, the cards that we are dealt and that's the hand that we are dealt so we have to play that hand but there's other cases like miller versus barcera the bump stock case that's working its way through the the courts up to the Supreme Court. Uh, I know the Ninth Circuit, um, they're going to hear Miller versus Sarah on Bonk soon. And either way, that's getting appealed to the Supreme Court. But if we don't have the majority in the Senate, they're going to pack the Supreme Court and then we're going to lose there too. If we hold on to the Senate and Miller v. Bracera gets to the Supreme Court, I can never say what the Supreme Court's going to do, but I do like our chances a hell of a lot more with uh, the makeup of the court now than what it would be if uh, they packed the court. You're exactly right, John. You know, if, if they can have more anti-gun judges on the court, there, there is, there's just no way that we, we, we could stop it, sadly. And and look, I know a lot of people say, well, you know, a judge is supposed to be impartial and, uh, and abide by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And the Second Amendment is clear. And, you know, and I agree. Right. But you had these activist judges who reinterpret the the right to keep and bear arms and say, oh, that's that's just for a militia. You know, that's that's a collective right. You know, you know and, and, 
What's that? You said that in a amicus brief. Kamala Harris said that in an amicus brief. Um, you know, and you know, and she's looking like she's going to be our, our vice president. So, and if she's the vice president and the Democrats get fifty, she's the tiebreaker. And she's yeah. already stated that she doesn't believe that it's an individual right to own a firearm, no matter what the Facebook fact checkers tell you. She said yeah. that. Uh, she, and she said that in an amicus brief, not that not only did she sign, but she helped write in the Heller decision back in 2010, I believe. Yeah. I think it was Heller too. Um, so they, we have that right there. So we know where they stand. And, and there's a lot of people saying, well, they're not going to try to do anything radical. I, I, I'm taking them at their word yeah. that they're going to do it everything radical. It might be a Georgia election, but it's not going to just affect Georgia. What happens in Georgia will shape the country. Yeah. For, and especially if they pack the court, not only for this generation, for our kids' generation. You know, every four years they, they say, uh, this is the most important election of our lifetimes. You know, they have to vote. Well, I, I believe that this runoff election is literally the most important election of our lifetime of my lifetime um because because of the the stakes the stakes have never been higher um and, and that's why the anti-gunners are pouring so much money into the state aoc was on fox uh, i believe it was fox News or some network um saying that she will be in georgia campaigning now i haven't seen her thankfully but you know she's coming down um to, to campaign. And, and that actually might be a turnoff. Uh, and I hope that would actually hurt the Democrats, but, um, you know, but they're coming down to campaign, you know, and, and you know, if, and then, look, this is another thing I've been saying, the second amendment, if you care about it, it's worth fighting for, right? It is worth, you know, coming down. If you're able to coming down to, uh, to Georgia, and knocking a few doors. It's worth doing an hour a week making the phone calls. You know, it, it's worth if you can, if you got the money, giving a few dollars to whoever you want, right? I don't want to come and beg for money. But if you want to give it to GOA and what we're doing here, we would greatly appreciate it. If you wanted to give it to, to Loeffler or Purdue, that's how you feel, feel your money's better spent, do something. But we just, you know, complacency and apathy is the death of the Second Amendment. And we just can't sit this out. Uh, if, if you cherish the right to keep their arms, fight for it. I want to answer a quick question for Mark Young. He wants to know if GOA will be at the Loudoun County public hearing regarding gun-free zones. Uh, I spoke at the last one, and I will speak at that one. Loudoun County is my home county, so I take any attack on the Second Amendment in my home county very, very personally. But yeah, so I just wanted to answer that really quick because that did involve my county here. Now, people can help out, and a lot of people say, I don't want to send text messages or I don't want to make phone calls because I don't want people having my number. I don't want to be calling from my number. That's not really an issue, is it, because the system that we use? Yes. So the system that we use is actually an app you download on your phone, and it's all uh, preloaded into uh to a call list and you won't even know the numbers you're calling. Right. So, uh, you, you go through the list and it's an automatic dialer. You just touch the button and it will dial the, uh, the, the issue for you. We have a script that you can use. 
Um, you know, and it, it, everything is planned out for you. We guide you through every step um, and we will train you how to do it. So, you know, it, it, it's it's really easy if you could just commit maybe an hour or just whatever your schedule allows for. Um, but no, you're, you're not giving out your own number. You're not, you know, calling, you know, strangers or, or, I, or in the sense from your own personal number. Um, it, it's all coming from from GOA and mass like that. Yeah, if you've ever worked at a store or anything, it's basically the same thing. You're just starting a conversation with a stranger and you have a script. It's very, very simple. Anyone can do it and anyone should do it. This is the most important election of our time. And it's not even in my state, but this is. I know, like you said, every election year we get told that. But this is it. Not only for our future, but our kids' future. The courts are the most important thing here, and they will pack them. Do you want a radical agenda like an AOC agenda or a radical agenda like the Feinstein on guns? Or do you want freedom? I think that's what it comes down to. People say that I'm a single-issue voter, and I agree with them. But that issue isn't guns. That issue is liberty. And we have a choice this uh, this time we can either get involved and help our brothers and sisters in Georgia or we can sit back and do nothing um there's been a, there's been a lot of apathy in the gun world when it comes to elections what do you say to the people who are like apathetic about elections and guns they say you know the republicans they don't they don't really care or whatnot what do you say to that I say what I've been saying all along, you know, if, if you care, you know, you know, if you care, it's time to step up. You know, I, I, I'm done asking nicely, right? I'm doing everything I can do. You know, um, you know, if you truly believe in this cause and it's just not a hobby, right, that you do, it, it's, it's something that you hold dearly, which I believe people sincerely do. Then it's time to step up. It's time to take action. You know, it, it's, it's and I know people's schedules and, and Thanksgiving's coming up and and we got all these issues and, and business of life and we're in a pandemic. I get it. Right. But but this is the future of, of the Second Amendment of our country, whether we want to go in into, uh, you know, the, the socialist utopia that that the anti-gunners talk about and how wonderful that is. And being sarcastic, by the way, or if we want to. Uh, hold on to the what freedoms that we have left, right? And then work on reclaiming those those uh, uh, freedoms in the future. Because because right now it's a defensive battle, right? And then in 2022 we need to work on putting pro gunners in the majority in the House. And then in 2024 we need to elect a pro gun president, right? You know th this is the, but this is the turning point, right? Because you know if they win this election, there'll be nothing to to reclaim because we've lost our rights. And once we have lost rights, it is so hard to get it back. It's extremely hard to get it back. And I, this is another thing I was talking with Tim Harmson about Military Arms Channel is, is once they pass something, even if it is struck down in the courts, oftentimes the damage has already been done. Right. Look, look at the bump stock issue. Right. Uh, GOA is suing you know, the Trump administration, you know, the presidency, the DOJ over bump stocks. Right. Um, let's say that we are successful and we win it, you know, when, when the case is finally finished, right? Well, sadly, people have been, uh, 
been informed to either destroy their bump stock or turn it in, or they're a felon and wait until the case is overturned. So, so vastly, and I know people who decided to destroy their bump stocks. That's the decision they had to make. Um, you know, but that is the damage has already been done by that point, even if we win the case. And, and I believe that if an assault weapon ban or, or something like that went through, then that would be the damage would already be done, even if we went in the courts um, somehow. So that's that's why we just we can't pass it. And that's another reason why GOA spends so much time uh, in the legislative process. Rather, you know, we, we are in the, uh, very active in the courts. We do a lot in the courts, but our our main focus in the legislative process because. It's, once something becomes law, it's very, very hard to get that overturned, especially getting out without any damage be being done. So um, that's that's what we fight so hard for. Yeah, one of the things that the Biden administration wants to do is ban the sale of guns online, not only guns, but gun-related products, parts, forward grips, magazines, ban that all online. And... I think that's a violation of the Constitution. And even if it does make it to the Supreme Court and they overturn that, it's going to take years to get there. And while, while it's winding its way through the courts, companies like Palmetto State Armory, Brownells, Midway, they're all going to go out of business. So the damage really will be done. Think about if they banned ARs. Think about how many AR companies out there will go out of business. Let's say in like five years it gets overturned. If I had a conversation with someone who claimed to be pro-gun, they're like, oh, we'll just take it to the courts. It's like, well, in five years, all the companies that made the products won't be around anymore. Uh, look at Slidefire. Slidefire is not around anymore. So even if they uh, overturn the bump stock ruling, those companies are gone forever. So, you know... Do you agree with me on that? I, absolutely. I agree. And, and those people's livelihoods, you know, those are jobs. You know, people work for these companies and fed their families, you know. But, of course, anti-gunners don't care about that, right? They, you know, Joe Biden says he's going to, he's gonna, um, you know, bring jobs back and everything. What about the jobs you're going to kill by shutting down the, the, the gun industry, right, which is a, which is a huge industry, Um you know, and but, you know, anti-gunners don't care about that. They don't care about freedom. They, they care about control and power. Is there any way to reach out to like the Democratic politicians that are in the Senate or is that a lost cause? You, you know, I, I think uh, GOA, if we're in that situation, we certainly would try. And we, what most likely would happen is we would target, you know, uh, specific politicians, you know, perhaps someone like Joe Manchin comes to mind. Um, you know, he, he likes to, to walk the line as a blue dog Democrat, but in my personal opinion, I don't, um, I don't really believe he's, he's pro gun. I think he will do what Schumer says he's going to do, but you know, we would probably target individuals like that. Um, but again, if it is a, a, um, you know, a 50, 50 split, it is extremely difficult to to stop something or or peel a Democrat off just because of, of how radical the Democrat Party has been on guns. Yeah, they really have been uh, really radical on guns. 
it's almost like that there's some billionaire out there that's giving them all money to be radical on guns. Hmm. I wonder who that could be. Hmm. I don't know. Talking about that, talking about Michael Bloomberg, he lost big in Texas. And I know Rachel Malone from GOA was down there doing God's work in Texas. And GOA had a lot to do with uh, getting out the vote in Texas. Uh, will that be repeated in Georgia where we can actually push back and win? Well, I'm no Rachel Malone. She is a rock star, but you know, we're doing our, we're doing our best down here. And, and like I say, uh, we're only GOA is a grassroots uh, organization, right? When we give you, when we're at lobbying on Capitol Hill, we're depending on your phone calls and your emails to back us up, right? And this is a similar situation. You know, the the more people we have to door knock and make phone calls and and reach people, the more voters we can contact. And and I haven't showed this yet, but we have this literature, which I think is is pretty powerful. It explains a lot of the things we've been talking about breaks down the candidates' views on, on gun rights, the more of these we can get into people's hands and, and hopefully get them to the polls to vote for Kel, to Kelly Loeffler or David Perdue. Um, it just, it's a very scalable thing. The more people we have, the more people we can reach, and the more effective we can be. Yeah. Uh, Chris Ramos also brings up a point that, uh, that Biden wants to use smart guns, which is incredibly stupid. I don't know if anybody ever used a fingerprint reader, but you know, I, they never work on me. I have to do it like five or six times before I get to work. And I don't want to be in a situation where I'm in, my life is in danger and I have to worry about a fingerprint reader and micro stamping and all these crazy ideas that just don't work. And I think yeah. the point of them introducing stuff like that is they know it doesn't work. And I think that's the whole entire point is because they see that as a way of saying, hey, we're compromising, but they're really not. And plus, what the, what the Democrats call compromising, I don't call compromising. A compromise is you get something, I get something. What they're doing is saying, I get this amount of your rights, and you get to keep this little sliver of rights until I decide I want that too. Then I'll come back and get that. Yeah, a lot of times what they'll do is anti-gunners will um, – I'll pull up a good example from this last Congress. The whole gun community was freaking out about a bill, uh, H.R. 5717, which ironically is very similar to Joe Biden's gun control plan. I don't know if a lot of people caught on to that. But the whole gun community was freaking it's out. It's almost like Even, someone wrote it. It's almost like the same person wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's someone behind all this stuff, right? But, um, you know, the uh, but so the whole gun community is focused on that radical gun control, and then the, oh, that opens the door for, for them to slip something that a little under the radar slipped that through, and then and then you're you're worse off than what you were because you were focused on this nasty bill that didn't even have a chance to pass in Nancy Pelosi's Congress. And then they can pass other gun control while you're not watching. Thankfully, we kept an eye out on the rest of it, um, and and um, and no gun control uh, made it out of the Senate uh, in this past Congress, um, I, I believe. But uh, you know, you, you have to look at that. And also with gun control, a lot of times they'll they'll put something really bad up, they'll take it back, make it a little less bad. That that was the whole Manson Toomey deal. Right, with universal background checks. That was supposed to be the compromise of all compromises. And, and thankfully, 
you know, GOA was very instrumental in shutting that down back in 2013. Um, but you, that's why, and that's why GOA has this approach of, of no compromise. You know, we will, we will never give an inch on the right to keep and bear arms. Um, you know, because if, if you, if you let them have an inch, they will take a mile. Yeah, that's true. Uh, at 2000 subscribers, we're giving away this Mantis, uh, X10 elite, which is an awesome device, which will probably be illegal if Joe Biden gets his way <laughs> to buy online. Yeah. The left or the anti-gun people, they seem to have this philosophy that the Bill of Rights is this living, breathing document. And I say the Bill of Rights because I'm specifically targeting those first 10 amendments. What I like to call them is I like to call them uh, a bill of negative liberties, not negative liberty for you or me, but negative liberty for the government saying that you are absolutely under no circumstances allowed to touch these rights because these rights are inalienable. They're from God or your creator or whoever, whatever, whoever you want to say, nature, I don't know, but they're not the government's to take and they're not the government to give permission to exercise. It's saying these rights already exist. They're human rights and this was just to affirm that you can never, never touch these rights. Uh, the rest of the amendments, like uh, like the 13th and whatever, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, whatever, but you can argue those. Um, 13th, not so much, but you can argue like the rest of them, uh, prohibition, for example. But the first 10 are not flexible. Um, they, You cannot write an amendment to get rid of the first amendment. <laughs> It doesn't work that way because that's why they're the Bill of Rights. Yeah, and you know, you look back at the, the Federalist debates and the Anti-Federalist debates, and, and you know, that some argued to not even have a Bill of Rights because they said that would limit the rights that we have. You know, and and honestly, my personal belief, I'm grateful we have a Bill of Rights that explicitly states, you know, we have more rights than these, but these are ones. Super important ones we want to make sure the government has no business touching upon. You know, I believe that if we didn't have a Second Amendment, um, even though we ha we still have the same exact God-given right to keep and bear arms uh, to, for our self-defense, you know, I believe the way it is uh, protected would be a lot more difficult. So I'm very grateful that the founders had the wisdom to not give us that right, but to protect, to enshrine that right. Yep. Thank you for the money, Joe Drag. He says, no quarter for tyrants, which is my motto of a patch I did a while ago and a flag and everything else. Yeah, you bring up a good point where during the Federalist, Anti-Federalist debates, they debated whether they should even have a Bill of Rights. And one of the reasons why they debated that is because they thought no one's going to take away these rights. No one's going to try to take away these rights. Why waste time on them? But our forefathers had the knowledge that there will be some people that will try to take advantage of it. Um, so I'm really, really glad that they did that. I, I don't know how to get through to the anti-gun side without dumping a lot of money. Uh, I bring up uh, Dan Gross. Dan Gross was the president of the Brady Organization for 20 years. And he was very, very anti-gun instead of in, until he started doing research himself. And then he became pro-gunnish, not GOA pro-gunnish, but maybe NRA pro-gunnish. 
Uh, but yeah, so he became pro gun. I, I asked him straight out. I was like, with all the information out there, with all the statistics out there that prove that our side side is the right side of history, why are these groups so anti-gun? Is his answer was they have a fundamental hatred for the right to bear arms. So, so a lot of these people you're not going to get through to by talking to them. But there are a lot of people in the middle on the fence that even if you talk to the people and have a conversation with the people that are anti-gun, the people that are on the fence will hear you. And you might be able to bring those over. The, the challenge we have, John, is, is I think 2020, if there's been a year to show uh, why you need a gun, 2020 is it. We have a pandemic. We've had massive unrest and riots and massive gun sales, right? Now, sadly, I don't think all, all of the new gun owners connected the dots that, um, you know, there are generally there are there's one political party that is you know, against you to have that right. And generally another political party that, that does. And, and I don't know if they they voted on their guns, all of them, sadly, that's why we're in the situation we're in. Um, but you know, that, that's what I hope and pray that, that the new gun owners in Georgia, uh, this year, uh, will, will realize that if you care about, you know, if you bought an AR-15 this year, you know, you cannot vote for, 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 uh, Warnock and, and Osloff. They they don't want you to have that. They hate that you own that. And and they don't want you to defend yourself. But they want you to be reliant on the government. And and that's just that's what's at stake. Yeah, Mark Young says, would it be more appropriate to say they have a fundamental hatred of freedom? And I think it might be. <laughs> yeah. What we are uh, not the only ones that are in Georgia. But I, I, I feel that we are doing a lot in Georgia. In fact, uh, there is a Black Guns Matter, a couple of Black Guns Matter classes that we are sponsoring with Maj. And I talk to Maj um, every other day, probably. And he is a big libertarian. But he is big on getting Kelly Loeffner and, and, David, and David Perdue elected because he realizes how anti-gun the other people will be. Um, the bringing to Maj of Georgia, I think that was already planned before the election, at least for one stop. Um, Atlanta, am I right? Yes. Uh, and uh, we, we have two events with him planned. Um, I believe the Atlanta event is on uh, the 30th of November. And then the following day we have, um, uh, an event in Savannah on the 1st of December. Um, so, you know, GOA loves Maj. We love the message that he brings. We love his ability to reach, uh, perhaps you could call it your non-typical gun owner. Um, but, you know, but we just, we want to champion him and, and the message he does. And, you know, we think he could really uh, assist us greatly in Georgia. And we, we, I look forward to those events coming up. Yeah. So I think the most important thing that GOA needs right now is people to door knock. Am I right? If you're in Georgia? Absolutely. We need people to, to make voter contact. Have you been working with any other YouTubers um, in Georgia? Yes. Yeah, so uh, 
the YouTube community, the, the GunTuber community, whatever you want to call it, has been uh, super friendly. Um, you know, I, I visited with uh, Iraq veteran. Um, he lives in Georgia. Um, I did a video with him the other day. That that was a really cool experience. And and Eric, what you see on camera is how he is in person. And he was very helpful to put out the word. He's he's plugged me into some other resources here locally. Um, I, I've been talking with uh, with Kevin Dixie. Also, he's a, a, a new Georgian, but um, he's um, you know also being very helpful as well. Uh, I did a live stream with Tim Harmson uh, this last week. Uh, and also uh, with Hank Strange, I was on with him. Um, so I'm very grateful to the whole, you know, gun tubers, whatever you call them, and, and you, John, uh, for, for helping us to share their platform. I was on with Concealed Nation uh, as well last week. Um, so we're I'm doing everything I can to get the word out. And um, like I said, it, now is the time to step up. Yeah, I've been doing a few shows. In fact, I'm doing another show and then in like a little bit of over an hour, we're going to be talking about Georgia. Stay tuned. Yeah, you have been uh, like going balls to the wall to get on these shows and stuff. I know Rachel Malone's been out there as well. Uh, Alan from GOA. It seems like everyone from GOA has been everywhere about this. Um, Look, GOA stepping this up, stepping up, right? We we are putting forward the work and the effort we're, we're putting in. That's why we need everyday gun owners to join us, right? When when I heard that the election was called for Biden, I know there's controversy, but when I saw that, you know, I had a really awful feeling in my gut, and I saw how the Senate was was shaping, and, and as soon as I, I realized that, I was like, I got to go to Georgia. I have to go to Georgia because. You know, I, I I promised myself I'd leave nothing on the table this election season. And, you know, I did a lot of door knocking uh, in my home area uh, during the election for pro-gun candidates like Mark Robinson and Dan Forrest. Um, you got elected. I, I helped to elect them. And that's outside of my job at, at GOA, which is obviously very political and, and, and everything. Uh, and then not to brag on myself, but guys, I am just. I do not want to leave, leave it on the table. I, I, I want to say to my kids in that election, you know, that, that 2020 runoff election, I gave it all. And no matter how it turns out, I'm leaving that in God's hands. You know, I am working as if, as if it depends on me, but ultimately it depends on God. And that is my prayer and hope that we, God has mercy on us. But um, I, I'm not, I'm not backing out. I I'm giving it my all. Yeah, you have an open invite for Shooting Gallery New England, their show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you are really giving it your all. It's Thanksgiving Day weekend. I mean, Thanksgiving weekend, a week, sorry. And you're down in Georgia. That is crazy. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. I, you know, thankfully, I do have some family down here. So I will be spending Thanksgiving with family. Um, but, you know, I was also looking forward to hunting season. Um, not gonna hunt nearly as much as I as I would have normally, but that's okay. This is more important than hunting, right? Th this is is far greater, and that is why that's why we're here. Yeah, you've been burning the midnight oil, and I want to thank you for that. Another thing that people don't realize a little bit behind the scenes here: the 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 Monday after the election, we started brainstorming about how to defend Georgia. Because we saw 
what it was going to be like. And I think it was your idea to rent the house down there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, might've been my wife's idea, but yeah, we, we were like, we just don't need to, to come here for a photo op. We needed to, um, you know, we, we need to have a, a serious on the ground presence. And I'm planning to be here at least until the 18th. Uh, we'll probably come back after Christmas, but you know, we're in a house, you know, and, and I believe Johnny, are, you're planning to come down with us. Yes, I'll be down. Excellent. I'll be down. I need to go down and tell my wife, I was like, I need to go down to defend uh, Liberty. <laughs> Which seems kind of melodramatic, but it's actually true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we will be down. I'll bring Patsy. So anybody wants to go door knock with me on the, I think it's the 12th or the 14th or something like that, I'll give you a free patch. So uh, we are we are planning some some days of action and, and we're door knocking all the time, right? You know, we're door knocking nearly every day of the week. Um, but um, we are our pl planning some coordinated you know, days of action. And um, that is uh, we have two of them planned currently. One is uh, December 5th. Uh, we plan to be in the Atlanta area as well as in Savannah. Um, and we will meet up. We will train you how to door knock. There's an app for door knocking as well. Essentially, you pull up the house on your app. Uh, you, you walk up to the door with one of these flyers. You knock. You take you know several steps back because we're in a pandemic. And then if someone comes to the door, you just ask them, hey, I'm Jordan with Gun Owners of America. And we're wondering if uh, we can count on your vote to, for Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue to, to save the Second Amendment. And they say yes or no. If they say no, then I like to say, well, um, would it change your mind if, if Chuck Schumer is the majority leader and passes significant gun control? Would that change your mind? They say yes or no. And you give them the literature and you move on to the next one. Um, it's as simple as that. And you just, you, then you just mark it on the app. Um, you know, but it's, it's a really simple thing. And, it, and why we do this is it, it really makes a difference because that voter knows that people care enough about this election to come to their house and, and talk to them about it. Right. That is, that is huge in, in, um, in, in voter contact. Right. It, it's much more powerful than seeing a social media ad or, or a radio ad or a TV ad. And trust me, every I mean, nearly every TV station and radio station right now in Georgia has political ads running on it. You know, I was eating in a Mexican restaurant. They had a had a I think it was some sports channel on and every every uh, uh, channel. Uh, the commercial break was a was a Purdue ad or Loeffler ad or or going back and forth. And they're all nasty. But, you know, voter contact in person is huge and it really makes the difference. Um, you know, it's interesting. And I, I take this example from the other side. But uh, when AOC primaried. Uh, the Democrat incumbent. You know, I remember a tweet from her of her shoes that she wore out and because she knocked doors and she made voter contact. And that's how she got elected. Right. But the thing is, it doesn't that this doesn't work for leftists. Political technology is neutral. So we, as you know, gun owners and pro gunners or conservatives or libertarians, whatever you call yourself, we can use that, too. And, and that's why that's why we're doing this, because, you know, we are doing radio ads and, and TV ads and or. Or, or those other type of ads as well, but we know the true grit is in-person door knocking, and, and and that's why we're putting out the call. 
I remember when I was doing my political science class back in college, it was actually a government class of political science. Now that I remember Professor Hecklow at George Mason University. He talked about the power of making contact with someone. And he was talking about how they did a study and they broke it down into monetary value. And this is back in late nineties. Cause I'm old. I'm not, I'm not a young chicken like you, Jordan. Yeah. And, and uh, he broke it down. This is uh, like 96. And he said that they figured out that each contact that you made with a person is an average of about $300 worth of advertising that you just saved. Wow. I actually, I didn't, I didn't know that, but that, that's incredible. And, and I'll tell you what, there's no way GOA has the money to spend that much per person. Um, you know, so by, by you volunteering your time and you probably, uh, uh, inflate that from 1990s money to today's money, that's, you know, probably, you know, six or $700 or whatever. Um, but that, that that's, that's incredible. And that's just, that just shows the value of, of in-person voter contact. It, it truly goes the extra mile. Okay. Okay. There's one other question that you got a couple of times and I kind of missed it because I didn't miss that. I just ignored it because it had nothing to do with the election. But since we're coming up to the now to the hour, uh, I wanted to go ahead and ask it for people out there. People want to know, are you selling weight loss products now? That's, that's, that's funny. I've been, uh, I've been fortunate to, to lose a little bit of weight and, uh, I think it's, it's been a good thing. It's just, it's just all diet. And, um, Walking. You know, if you're, if you're really interested, contact me. I'll tell you my diet. Um, but it has uh, a lot of people walking neighborhoods too. Yeah, yeah. Walking neighborhoods is the greatest exercise program ever. The, the more doors you knock, you lose a pound every door you knock, right? So, uh, so that's how I walk all my weight is knocking doors, right? <laughs> I'm trying to set you up for that, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so people can go to the website, gunowners.org slash volunteer, and they can sign up for phone calls, walking, and texting, I believe. Uh, right now, we, we have uh, door knocking and phone calls. Door knocking. Any option to add texting? Uh, we, we're, uh, we're considering that right now. That's a whole other ball game to do with texting. But, um, yeah, we're also looking at adding more locations for our days of action and more days of action. But you know, these things are also kind of fluid right now. Um, so we're, uh, you know, more things will be added as, as they come about. But, but right now we just need your, you to sign up. A little bit of patience always helps as well. Um, but I, I do believe uh, the people who've signed up, especially for phone calls, are already being contacted today. Um, so stay tuned for your inbox and um, start making, start putting in the work. Yeah. Okay. One of the people are asking uh, the website is for signing up for door knocking as well, right? They sign up and then they get the information. There's, there's boxes you check, right? So you, so you can put in your information and then um, it says either I want to make phone calls or knock doors. You check the box. And, you know, you tell us which one you want to do. You can, you yeah. know, if you're Aaron, obviously, if you're, if you uh, want to knock doors, you, you need to physically be in Georgia. But that should be pretty self-evident. So. Or plan on going or to Georgia. Plan on traveling. Yeah. 
yeah that one thing i'm gonna bring up the website just so everyone can see it really quick here so just give me one second here i'm gonna bring up chrome tab fight for the senate here it is it's very very simple all you have to do is fill out the information there there's some days of action listed down here and you can check either i want to knock on doors and educate voters or i will make phone calls so you can check either one of that and hit subscribe and then you will get information emailed to you. Correct. And you Correct. get to meet Jordan if you go door knocking. Yes. Yes. And, 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 our, and right here is the two days of action. One's on December 5th, starting at 9 a.m. And the other one's on December 12th. Yep. Starting at And we're 9. working on, on expanding those and, and adding, perhaps adding locations. Uh, you know, we're looking at the Athens area. So getting some details there um, and the specifics will be emailed uh, to you. So, you know, we appreciate the patience, but we're, we're working very diligently on getting all those details set up. And it's gunowners.org slash volunteer. Yep. Anything uh, we're about to get out of here. I'm going to give you the last word. Um, let me just make sure there's nothing, any more questions here before we get out of here. All right, cool. Uh, looks like uh, from out of state, we could send a program message, a bunch of people via FedEx. <laughs> Door for us, it just cost a lot of guests. Yes, it would. Um, okay, so I'm going to give you the final word, but before we get out of here, I want to thank uh, Tusk. They're a new sponsor. If you go to Tusk.network, they're a cryptocurrency focused solely on guns and gun sales because one of the things that they're going to do, you can see a lot more actions like the, like the infamous um, operation choke point where they try to shut down banks dealing with guns. And we can see a lot more of that, but they can't shut down cryptocurrency. So that's where Tusk comes in. And that's why I chose them to be one of my sponsors on the show. Uh, anyone who sponsors me is stuff I use or stuff I believe in and Tusk. I definitely believe in. And uh, we signed a contract for a six-month period. So they will be with us for the next six months. Um, also, 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. If you get a junk rump 2 on YouTube. Because I know a lot of you guys are watching this on Facebook or Periscope or one of the other places where we broadcast that. But most of our chat is in, in YouTube. Uh, and uh, you can get a uh, Mantis 10X Elite. I know sometimes chats come through from other sources, but uh, I, I don't know. The program we use is mostly YouTube centric. So most chats don't come through unless they're from YouTube. All right. Uh, thank you for the compliments about the, about the good uh, discussion. Tusk, Flontog Armory. I think they're going to be starting to accept Tusk late, later. Um, and Jordan, tell people out there, whatever you want to tell them, you have the final word. You know, all I got to say is you need to subscribe to John Crump. You need to support him on Patreon. You need to support his sponsors because this man is a, is a two-way champion. He is a hero with all the, the articles he writes, with all the FOIAs he files, with all the work he does with GOA. You need to be sure he has the resources to do that as well. Well, so I, I, I do want to say one thing. Uh, all the money I raise on Patreon through Super Chats and everything uh, go to my uh, niece who's suffering from brain cancer. Um, and personally, um, whatever money you guys donate, I actually match uh, to go uh, sub to support um, kids 
we, you know, they have these like, uh, I think it's compassionate international way you can like adopt kids overseas. So whatever you donate goes to my niece, then I take other money in <laughs> whatever that so is. Look at that. Your, your money is going to a good cause. Yeah, going to a good you cause. Know, all, all I got to say, I've harped on the volunteering enough. All I got to say is to support John because he, he puts in the work and he deserves it. Uh, thank you so much for that, Jordan. That means a lot to me. I guess I'm not fired. <laughs> uh, well, I hope to see you soon, John. Oh, uh, yeah, you definitely will. Uh, send me some turkey for when I get down there, okay? All okay. right. I'll see you, Jordan. Out of there, Jordan, just stick around for one second, and we are gone.